once again to We Like Bad Music Only, our monthly podcast where your pals at the Album Listening Club get together and talk about the last month in audio goodness and maybe badness. Joining me on this astronomical audio assault is, of course, always my good pal, Taylor. Hey, yo. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Still, ad- still adjusting to a new sleep schedule and daylight savings didn't help. Boy, but you got we're working through it. You got you got hit with a double right there. Like you changed jobs, got a new sleep schedule, and daylight savings hit you all at once. You're so lucky. You hit the lottery on that. Sounds like. Yeah, I should I should go be a professional poker player instead. Clearly, I have the best luck. I mean, you're you're in the place to do so. If anything. Oh, it's it's a. That's a bad idea. You cannot live here and gamble. <laughs> this town will fucking chew you up and spit you out. <laughs> yeah, have, like, like that is a place I will go to visit and nothing more. <laughs> and of course, he's the reason your teeth are all nice and shiny. Psychic heist. How'd you get your How'd teeth? You know? How'd you get your teeth so pearly? Uh, how'd you yes um i uh i listen to a lot of radiohead and and um i, I go to the dentist uh mm-hmm. every every uh, six months now because i finally have dental insurance oh and, good good um that that is wild that is wild that it's taken me this long at uh my age but um hey you know, I'll take it. So. You gotta go. Well, well, like you gotta go with what you can get, seeing as the teeth are luxury bones, as they were referred to me last year while I was going through lots of various dental issues. Oh, yeah, luxury yeah, yeah, bones, yeah. luxury bones. There's there's two words that I never thought I'd hear in my life, and then when I heard them, I wanted to clothesline the person that said them to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a thing, all right. But if it makes you feel any better, psychic heist. I went to nine years of higher education, and I just got a job that gives me health insurance. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's rough. Oh. That's rough. That's rough. But people don't want to sit here and be bummed out about, well, I mean, the, everything that we're already bummed out about, I'm sure. I'm sure everybody, no, I'm sure everybody listening relates, but maybe they yeah. don't. Maybe that's not why they're tuning into a podcast about listening to bad music. Um, so I guess kind of to get things started, I guess we'll start with Psychic High. Sort of like what was uh, what was what was February looking like for you? Uh, February was a really big, um, well, bigger than the last when it came to releases. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It 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 was quite quite something. Um, I I called it I called it like the like the pitchfork darling indie month. <laughs> you know, uh, there was a lot of a lot of bands that have been kind of critical darlings that came out with some albums in february Mm -hmm. uh that i was i was there for uh and i was surprised that i liked a good chunk of them so i'm uh happy to talk a little bit about that uh and then this wasn't quite a february thing but um i went to some concerts uh for the first time in a long time i mean i've been to i did go to a couple last year um but this year was like I did like a like a marathon. Oh yeah. Um, 
of shows. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if we want to get into that, but it was um, they were all very. They all had like characters about them uh, that was just so, so unique and fascinating. Uh, the first show I went to see was Nick Cave. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and Warren Ellis. Mm, uh, good um, stuff. It was. It was very good, very powerful. Uh, it was also a little tempered with, uh, a little strange. Um, so. Uh, so Nick is p- performing the song White Elephant, uh, which was a, a song that I had picked for our um, albums of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, during White Elephant, um, someone in the crowd decided to rub up and down on Nick Cave's crotch. Um, and not just like a touch, right? Oh, it was like, no. Yeah, it was like, that was like five seconds of that. <laughs> That's uh, and, very inappropriate. Right, right. And, and you know, after, after the song was done, Nick Cave was like, to the lady who touched my dick, I don't mind you touching my dick, but please don't touch my dick during this next song. <laughs> as, he, as he's about to, you know, do Ghostine, which is about his son. Right. That yeah, did, that so. would be... Uh... Real unfortunate. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. Wait. Wait for O'Malley's bar. Yeah. There you go. You're right. Right. Uh, And and so, uh, so the rest of that show, you know, because he goes, he was going out to the stage. Like, if you're going to see Nick Cave, uh, it seems like you really want to be in the pit on the right side. Um, I was, I was in, I was a little bit more back in the orchestra uh, area. So. He's like playing to this, like he goes up to this baby, he reaches down, he's touching hands, you know, and connecting with the audience. But every time he was doing it, I like voice in the back of my head, like, don't touch that man, leave that man alone, like, don't be touching Nick Cave. (laughs) So it kind of messed with my experience a little bit uh, when watching the show. Um, So it was very powerful, it was very good. I was also kind of disconnected with it. Um, I will say though, the thing that really, uh, took my breath away while seeing them was they did the cover of Cosmic Dancer, T-Rex's Cosmic Dancer. Mm. Um, and Warren Ellis on the violin was the most beautiful performance I've heard from any violin player. And I'm, I'm not sure what it was, but it was... It, it like like I've seen other you know I've I've been to shows where there's been other violin players but this this was um this this here was this was this violin was enchanted or something I don't know but it it was like so beautiful like people like to my right were just crying <laughs> like it was like it those strings were just cut cut cutting through the audience um like just emotions through the audience so it was it really something so Warren Ellis like. I kind of came out of that show thinking, you, you, you're, you're, you're fucking God, man. I don't know. <laughs> like you're just, you're incredible. Um, 
the next night, I went and saw Coheed and Cambria for the first time. Uh, that's a good show. That's a good show. I think I had already seen them when we recorded the last episode, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was around that time. Um, what a fan base, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the chillest fan base, like, literally. You go to a Coheed show, you are among your people. Right. I'm... So I'm a fan of Coheed and Cambria, but I felt like I was in a sea of super fans. Like, wow. Yeah. Just everyone is just singing their heart out. And um, I think by the third song, I had I had <laughs> lost my voice because I was like, yeah. you know, you get so caught up. You get caught up every- in the moment. You're screaming every lyric, which is a real bad mm-hmm. idea, it turns out, if you're looking to, <laughs> you know. You gotta, you gotta hold it all yeah. in for everything evil. That's the sing along. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah, I know. I, was, I can't talk for I can't talk for like a solid week after a Coheed concert. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much. The only the only yeah. experience I've ever had akin to going to a Coheed show is being among 311 fans, which is a very similar. Just you're around cool cool people that like just want to be there and like they're here for the moment they're here for the experience and like both like both bands have that same kind of diehard fan base and it's just like does definitely like been some of my favorite crowds of just yeah like you're you're among good people people are gonna watch out for you as well like you're gonna be in pretty good hands at a coheed or a 311 show yeah and that's i felt that i i hadn't really felt that sort of um I don't know that that kind of just absolute unification of band and and uh audience like that yeah. intense since yeah. maybe like seeing the flaming lips live mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. where you're just you're just, you just everyone knows the words and it's just this big celebration in a way um I I was very happy with the set list it seemed to they seemed to kind of pick everything from their discography there was actually a I'm glad I listened to Second Turbine. Um, um, that's kind of the album I li- I've heard it before, but I'm not. I don't go to it as often. Yeah. Um, and apparently, it sounds like they're preparing for another, like a re-release or some twentieth anniversary of that because they played a few songs from it, like Everything Evil, of course. Um, I was really happy they uh, they opened with In Keeping Secrets. Yeah, yeah, that, that 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 that's always that's a pretty typical. good opener. Yeah, that that's very yeah. typical. Um, I think the only only other the only time I've seen them open with something other than in keeping secrets, they opened with no world for tomorrow. And then in keeping secrets was the last song before the encore. Nice. Yeah. Like those are those are that that song is a staple. It's going to end up in the set list somewhere. Yeah. 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 I was just I hadn't looked at any set list and I was that's of of all openers and and Coheed has so many great openers to their albums oh yeah i've always i've always been just a little more drawn to that one of 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 them um of, of the things they have and i was just like oh like it's it just set it got me really excited it really set the mood yeah for the rest of the night like they used they were they, uh, they, they opened is, with uh, they opened with century the defiant for a while too Oh, hmm. that, that, that'd be a good one, too. Yeah. The real question, Psychic Heist, is did they pull the trigger on your love gun? Oh, yeah, they did. They absolutely did. <laughs> nice. For those of you who don't know what I'm implying, uh, they for the VIPs, they do like an acoustic song after the meet and greet, and apparently on this tour stretch, it's Love Gun by yeah. Kiss. <laughs> It was great, and they're just—they're having so much fun, and they—they they weren't—they were just kind of in their sweatshirts and 
you know, Claudio's hair is just kind of tied back. Yeah, they, they do like, those very, very casual. It's super casual. And it's just, it was great, just great to see that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, it, it was the type of show that I, I felt like when my kids are older, I want to take them to go see. Yeah. Like, I want, if, if you love music, you should go see Coheed. If you, even if you didn't like Coheed, you should go see it just because it's, it's a such great a, show and the, 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 yeah. the atmosphere is incredible. Yes. Like, it's just yeah. a it's really actually, great place to be for a couple hours. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. So the first time I saw them, I actually took my dad and my little brother. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, the opener. Well, I say the opener. It was more of a double headline thing, but it was Porcupine Tree. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, Porcupine Tree. Yeah, and I think uh, the Deer and the, Hunter. And the Deer Hunter, yes. Yeah, yeah that's where <laughs> well, I that, actually... I discovered Thank You Scientist on one of their tours as well. Yeah, I believe the Deer Hunter. I've seen them open for Coheed twice because yeah. when they were doing the Neverender yeah. tour in 2017, they had the Deer Hunter out yep. with them. Yep, 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 yep. I gotta always keep in check that there's Deer Hunter and the Deer the Hunter. The Deer Hunter, the D E A R Hunter. Ah, <laughs> yeah, oh, play on words there. Um, and then, so so the day that I w- was going to go see Coheed, I got a uh, notification on my email that um, Sloppy Jane was <laughs> going to be opening for Ice Age nice. uh, the next day. Mm-hmm. And my heart le- leapt out of my chest. You got to take that one. Yeah. <laughs> and they were going to play at the, uh, this was in Asheville. Uh, this is a venue called the Gray Eagle. Mm-hmm. And it's it's probably the best venue in Asheville, it's it's a little more divey in a way, uh, but the stage is like two feet off the ground. There's no railing or anything. Like you're as intimate and as close as you can to be to um, the group. Yeah, and it's a smaller space as well. And I, uh, you know, this is this this is a big thank you for my wife to you know let me have another day <laughs> so to speak uh because she's doing all the you know kid watching all the kids um, stuff yeah 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 you're yeah, paying yeah, this so. one back son <laughs> uh, oh absolutely absolutely uh, a lot of foot rubs um and massages and things um oh this is so. not a fetish podcast i'm sorry <laughs> oh sorry was that to you um <laughs> so yeah that and, and seeing sloppy jane like like I respect Ice Age, but I wasn't like there to really see Ice Age. I was there to see Sloppy Jane. So when Sloppy Jane was done, I, yeah. I bounced. Yeah, Ice but, Age is not one of those bands I'm going to a live show for. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, but I mean, there was there was a lot of people though there. Like like there was some hard, hard, they hardcore got a fans. Fan base. They got know. a fan base. Yep, yeah. It's not undeserved. Yeah. It's just I listen to that music and I go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Th- uh, I, you know, so I go to this great venue, and I'm I I am truly must be the super fan because I was I was the first one there. I just hung out, you know, while they're setting up at the bar, you know, and I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, like, anticipating, right? And and then you know, there there's the lead singer, uh, Haley Doll. She's just walking around, and it's just that moment where you you. you you see someone you admire, you love mm. their their art, you know, or 
their music and you know you just you, the star i get so starstruck y'all like, yeah, I, like I, I mean literally being in the same room with claudio sanchez was a fucking trip for me okay i get it i, I yeah, understand it's a weird feeling right you're just sort of like oh huh. wow. like this person that i have only seen on screens is now literally in front of me and projecting to me he literally yeah. shook my hand said hello and signed my copy of volume four. Oh, oh. Yeah. 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 In my, although in my experience with that one josh Shepard was the most talkative oh of yeah all josh of is super talkative yeah <laughs> nice and i'm like so, oh i can tell which one of you is the social one yeah <laughs> But yeah, Sloppy Jane was great. And what I really appreciated about their show was um, even as an even though they were an opening act, like they told the narrative of Madison pretty well. Mm. Uh, they, they kind of hit all of the, the highlights from that album. Uh, and as well as that, they did uh, like three songs from their previous and kind of inserted it inserted in the middle. So it kind of gave this really cool perspective like a different way of seeing that album, but seeing how they both sort of fit, even though they feel different because, you know, one's a lot more punkier and uh, in your face. Um, And it, it was for, for what a 30 minute opener. It was, it was awesome. Like I, I, and I'm not just saying that because I'm like a big fan, but um, I was just impressed. Like, Oh wow. you like, you told a cool story here um, from top to bottom. You weren't just throwing some songs together. Like you, you, you plan this out. Um, and then, you know, as I had, as I left that night, uh, Haley was outside uh, walking around, I guess to kind of decompress after that show. Cause I'm, you know, I'm sure it takes a lot of emotional energy uh, to go through all that, all the things that she does. Cause she's such a performance artist. And um, I did, I did talk to her very briefly, though. Uh, I, I and it was just you know the 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 fan and me be like, oh, you're awesome. That was great. I'm glad I drove up here. You know that kind of thing. And she told me to have a nice, safe drive on my way back home. So, you know, I I took that with me and just good vibe, good way to end my little mini vacational concerts. So nice, nice, nice. It was a good time. So what it needed to be. Sometimes you need to get out there and do stuff like that. That's a good way to get off, to, to, to get a good musical uh, month off on the right foot, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So yes. Yep. Um, Taylor, what about you musically in February? What, what, are the, what things look like for you? Or was it mostly just, Oh God, I'm busy. Holy crap. Yeah, no, there was fucking nothing yeah. that happened for me. <laughs> I, I kind of figured that. Like, uh... There was, uh, you know, I I was invited to go on a road trip to Los Angeles. Mm. Oh. Because there was a Jawbreaker reunion concert yeah. that yeah. I couldn't go to because I started a new fucking yeah. job. That's got us. Uh. That stings. That stings a whole lot. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Jawbreaker is one of my favorite yep. bands of all time. That, man, like the timing of everything, the daylight savings, the new sleep schedule, and you missed the Jawbreaker reunion show. Boy, you just could not have asked for a shittier point in time. Yeah, um, yeah. as if, as if I didn't need any other uh, reasons to wish I quit my previous <laughs> job on day fucking one. <laughs> because that was the first day I should have quit that job. I... <laughs> Oh, I, yeah. 
So, what do you say we lightning round some some albums that came out then? Yeah, let's uh, do it. I'll get us started. Uh, so the first the first one that that, that came out in February that, that was of note to me was the new Corn record, which is oh god, which is notable <laughs> okay. for having one of the worst and most compressed mixes I think I've heard in a long time. I remember the night that it came out, I I sent it to like three or four different people. Does this sound wrong to you? Does this sound like? Not even as an audio engineer, but does it just sound broken and awful? Is it just me? Are my ears dead? And I was like, no, no, this album just sounds like shit. On top of the fact that it just sounds like corn cosplaying corn. Mm-hmm. Which I don't even know why I'm all that bothered or worked up about it because I've literally not liked the corn album since 1999. But it's one of those things <laughs> where it's just like corn puts out an album, I'll check it out. Like I like I like Jonathan Davis's solo album. I like that more than I've liked any corn album in the last 20 years. So that, that, that was a no tapper, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a man that, that, that the Requiem though. Holy crap. Could you sound more uninspired and just phoning it the fuck in? Ugh. Wow. I, I still haven't listened to this thing. I'm afraid to. It's like, not like it's boring. Like there's no reason yeah. to, it's just boring. It just sounds like, a bad corn cover band. So, so it's yeah, not, made bad, it. not bad in like an entertaining, no, like kind of. Like, it's just boring. Like, like, still sucks. Still sucks is like a bad album. Yeah. It was like entertaining. It was fun. <laughs> like you could listen Lim- to the Lim- corn album. Still sucks is thirty minutes long. Yeah, oh, like, this exactly, is forty-five yeah. minutes of just corn writing bad corn songs. And just like in the like the most disagreeable way, like and just like Jonathan Davis using all this weird pitching on his vocals to make the choruses sound bigger, but it just sounds bad and shitty. Like play this on the radio, please. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Corn Requiem. That was a, that was a bad one. Uh, what else? It was a, a, uh, the Saba record. I was looking for that. I was looking forward to that. It's called Few Good Things. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. how I would describe that album. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunate. Like the singles leading up to it were fine, but as an album, it's just like, man, this just doesn't do anything, does it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. I like. I'm. I'm with you. I like some songs. That, I like Saba as yeah, an artist. As an artist, I think he's Saba amazing. Is very, yeah, very charismatic. I, I very insightful. Yeah, that album is all over the place. Yeah, it is just. It just lacks the focus that that first record yeah. had. Um, mm-hmm. Just yeah, this is the sophomore slump, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. What about you, PH? What do you got? Uh, all right. Um, I guess if we, we can start with the album that kind of whiffed, uh, I'm going to say, um, talking about phoning it in, mm-hmm. Mitski's new album, oh, Moral yeah. Hell. This was boring as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really respect Mitski. Uh, one of my favorite songs, I guess, of the last 10 years is Your Best American Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with that track. Yeah, yeah, I just love that track. I think it's great. And I've always wanted her to, like, embrace that more. Mm -hmm. Go that way. Um, And instead, we have this album, which is, she seems so checked out vocally. Yeah. Like, like it came across to me like, oh, I guess you just need to have another album out, right? So this is what you're doing. Um, And it's also... A, uh, a, a yet another 
person who's taking up this sort of reimagined 80s pop thing. Yeah. And I am done with that sound pretty much. Yeah. If you're going to do that, you should come at it with a new creative take or some some new spin. And that's not here with this album. Um, I don't think the album is like god awful. I just um, like like there's some tracks in the middle that I think are okay, are pretty good. But overall, though, I, I was just disappointed because I I respect Mitski and I want I want to really love Mitski and I, I I want to be a fan. And when you know when it just kind of comes up short and you have an album that just feels like you're you're again you're just you're you're checked out yeah. or the production the production's like we're making everything sound really exciting but it just kind of sounds calculated and forced. Yep. Um yeah. Laurel Hell was kind of hell. <laughs> what a yeah. It's just it's, this one was just a complete whiff. Like I listened once and it's like I mm. never need to hear this again. I don't think I never I don't think I ever listened to it but once either. I was I was pretty I was pretty crushed over it. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Uh. Let's see what I thought was a kind a fair album and a kind of a difficult album to talk about was Beach House's new album Once Twice Melody. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Beach House fan. Mm-hmm. I love Beach House, and this new album is is so much Beach House. This, yeah. This is this is a whole new operating system of Beach House, <laughs> and. It sounds fantastic. Like this, 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 this album sounds amazing. Like it, it gives me all those just awesome little, you know, drum machine sounds like that, and big synth sounds and big dream pop epics. Um, but the thing is, this album is over eighty minutes or close to it. Too much. Oh, uh, too much. It's a double album. Yep. Uh. <laughs> And it's one of those where I love what you're serving me, but you've been serving it to me for like eight times in a row now. Yeah, like we've and had I- that real we've had that really good pizza now for eight nights in a row, and now the pizza ain't so awesome anymore. Exactly. Yeah. That is this album. I if 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 uh if anyone goes to listen to this album, I would say listen to it in chunks. Yeah. Uh, I, they I, they released it, it like they they released it in chunks beforehand. I think that was really smart instead yeah. of giving you the whole thing. Uh, don't don't be like me and listen to the whole thing uh, front to back because I I was so exhausted and bored halfway through and always just kind of keep checking the track list and I was like, oh man, how are there seven <laughs> songs left? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not to say though there aren't some amazing moments on this thing. Uh, they're, re- they're just really they like when it hits, it, it's great, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, you it's this is a hard one to talk about because, uh, one hand, it it's it's stuff I really, really, really love from Beach House. On the other hand, it's so much, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's too much. So, another double um, album that came out was the Big Thief album, which uh, I like it, it's maybe just kind of. I don't know. I don't know that it flows as an album very well. I think is maybe the problem. I and, like it too. And and I think that I think that there I, there's just a few duds on it that kind of 
put a, put, yeah. put yeah, there's just a few duds on it honestly that's the thing like if that thing was like if you trimmed out the duds i think that would be just a solid solid like 60 minute album yeah that's kind of what i do with it there's about five songs on on it that i i are just too plain yeah because like to me the really fun interesting moments of the album are are, 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 are like what really draw me to the album which kind of happens about it's almost like midway through. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's a really good. It's really good, like folk rock album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's got really it's got Big Thief's sort of interesting. I don't know, like ethereal. It can take you to kind of like this ethereal place in the woods. It's also like, but then with it being a double album, they do allow themselves to experiment and be a little silly or, or, um, you know, just try out different things. So yes, it's an 80 minute album and yes, not every track I wasn't really, you know, into every track, but at the same time I was like, it kept me engaged, and I never felt like it was an eighty-minute album. Uh, I, I, I had to tackle to it. it. I had to tackle it in, mm. in in like sides, basically. It's like I just do like mm-hmm. this disc one, and then LP two, and then then when I finally put it all together after a few listens of it that way, then it worked, you know. But I, I needed mm-hmm. I needed to listen to it in two halves for it to really kind of click with me. But now I can listen to it all the way through, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can see that. I can see that. Um, but I, it's still, I still like, uh, love what Big Thief's doing. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they've been, they've been consistent since day one for me. Absolutely. So. Like, there's nothing wrong with this yeah. album. It's just, it's just being a double album. You got a lot of weight to carry, and that's not gonna mm. fly for some people. Yeah. Like Taylor. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I straight up don't listen to double albums anymore. Hmm. Because just eh, I can't think of a single one I've ever listened to where I thought every single one of these songs was worth it, and this justified being a double album. Not and even I'm including you. like I'm no, including the wall and melancholy and the infinite sadness. I still and all defend those other long, boring albums. People like I will still defend the fragile. I love everything on that album. That's the, that's the exception that proves the rule, I guess. I suppose, yeah, like that, like that. I can, I can do, I can do discs left and right, fucking two times a day if you want me to. I love the fragile. And shit, that's the only Nine Inch Nails album I have on vinyl, actually. Yeah, yeah, it sounds real good. What about the White Album? Even the White Album does that get some hate? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, wow. I'm not the biggest Beatles fan. Yeah, on this like planet, that. To me begin with. Like I'm just not like. <laughs> like I, I'd much rather spin Revolver yeah. or Help or Rubber Soul Rubber Souls, or yeah. Sergeant Pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any of them. Yeah, that's wow. That's cool because I always, always like when I talk to those who aren't really into the Beatles, like, yeah, I'm not really into the Beatles, but I love the white album. Right. Like, yeah. That's, that's kind of, that, that's what I, I hear a lot of. So dark side uh, of the moon kind of t- treatment where I don't like pink Floyd, but I love dark side of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no double albums. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, it takes, it takes a force of nature to get me to listen to a double album. 
Did the, um, does the powers that be really count as a double album? Because I don't I think know. It, I don't know that I've ever really thought of the powers that be as a double album because it just feels like two completely separate things that they're so divorced from one another that they just yeah. don't in any way sound like they are the same thing. Yeah, no, they're uh, those two albums are yeah, Jenny, Jenny Death and the other one are very different. Yeah, like on the moon, sonically and songwriting yeah. wise. And they were also separated by a length of time. By like a year. And then they <laughs> had an like album the in the middle man. of that. They had Fashion Week right in the middle of that. Uh, I mean, yeah, we can call that an album if you want. I liked Fashion Week. I think it's pretty good. Uh, that was... I'll have to go back Death to that. Grips has a few stumbles for me, and that's one of them. Oh, Government yeah. Plates is a little flimsy as well, because it's a little copy and paste. I don't, yeah, I don't listen to that one that much. I go, it's got I good songs. Like, like you got songs like Birds and The Opener, but when it comes to mm. most everything else, you can tell that it's a copy and paste a lot. Yeah. Um, Taylor, do you have any lightning round other albums that you listened to? I listened to what we're about oh. to cover. Okay, okay, well, um... I got a couple, couple I got a, more. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. You want to go? You go. I, I just got a couple of more. I'm going to throw out real quick. They won't require okay. much because I, I think I'm probably the only one that listened to them. Um, a band called Once Human, uh, album called Scar Weaver. They're kind of like this post-hardcore melodic kind of thing. It's very Ginger-esque, and where I thought like the the last Ginger album was kind of boring, unfortunately. Uh, I think this is maybe a little better, but I don't think that it like has staying power but hey if you like things like that and you like things in that vein uh, once human scar weaver will get you through get you through a few nights i think um and um kind of like an avant-garde hardcore album that i was really into uh from a band called die 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 um mm, this is I've heard some stuff from them yeah this the, the this is like 25 minutes of just discombobulating you throwing you off just throwing lots of left curves uh, this is not an island anymore it's just a brilliant 25 minutes of just real pleasing head scratchery maybe a little math rocky at times just like but 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 it's got like a lot of hardcore influence po post mm -hmm. uh post hardcore post like whatever post whatever Mm -hmm. You know that people love that word "post" these days <laughs> to put that in front of a genre. So post whatever. It's post whatever. You know, I don't really, I don't really know what I would <laughs> call this. Really, it's just it's just really disjointed. It's a lot of screaming. It's a lot of banging around. A lot of odd time signatures, and I just really like it. It's only twenty five minutes. What you got to lose? Die die die! This is <laughs> die die die! This is not an island anymore. <laughs> yeah, you, you got anything else before we cruise on into the actual picks for the month? Yeah, I'm gonna be really quick. Cool. Um, so uh, a really big band for me from the 2000s, Animal Collective. Mm. They had a new album. Yeah. Uh, called Time Skiffs. Yep. Uh, Animal Collective is very similar to the Flaming Lips mm -hmm. in the sense that it's been about a decade yeah. since they've come out come out with an album that's actually like, hey, that's worth a damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Time Skiffs, now I'm not saying Time Skiffs is as good as uh, American Head, but it's definitely back on the right track. Mm. Um, I think it's beautiful to listen to. Oh, it's very it's, pretty. Yeah, it's very, very pretty. It uh, To me, it's like this is the easy listening animal collective yeah. record. Yeah, yeah. 
easily. Uh, and that's the, and it's not a bad thing. It's just it just I think they wanted to make something because of the times. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make something that was reassuring and uh calming and uh you know it, it there's some you know there's moments in it where it, that that has like kind of rousing kind of big courses but mm-hmm. for for the most part there's I was joking with a friend I was like you know there's some song on this on this album time skips like if I when I'm in a hospice you know like <laughs> I I'd be I'd be wanting to play some of this I just cuz it feels like it feels like it's preparing me for another life, you know. Right. Um, and I, and I know that sounds weird and funny, but it, like it's, it, it's it's morbid. But it, like I'm, I'm I'm serious. It's kind of it, <laughs> I got you. I got it, you. There's a gentle there's a gentle hand about this album mm-hmm. that I like, and yeah. I feel like yeah, you know, if I'm preparing myself for, I'd want it to be kind of, you know, yeah, kind of calm like this. I listened to this a couple the, times. It's very pleasant. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 just a pleasant record. I don't think this is top ten material, no, but no. I, I I I liked it. I yeah. liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, a, a record that I loved. I don't think either of you did was the Cult of Luna. Oh, no. uh, record, the <laughs> no. Long Road. No, no. <laughs> I didn't even listen. I didn't even listen to it because I know what I'm getting into with Cult of Luna. Uh, we were talking about like post whatever. I think the the Cult of Luna is like the post metal. Yeah. Um. A genre, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so very long songs, and it's atmospheric, and um, kind of has some icy guitar tones that you might get from post-punk bands. But we're doing it with like a heaviness in in this metal uh, epic that this album is. I don't know why I like this album so much, other than it reminds me of ISIS, and I miss <laughs> ISIS. <laughs> So yeah. we were talking, I think, before yeah. uh, between ourselves uh, that, and I think we settled on this was great value ISIS. Yeah, like, this is great we, value ISIS. You buy it at Walmart. Yes, we have ISIS at home. Yeah. Well, yeah, at home. I, I, I'm into it though. I like it. Uh, you, it, I, I think lately I've I've been rereading Berserk, oh, uh, the okay. manga. Yeah, and so like. I feel like, yeah, this is like I'm wandering in this like <laughs> fucked up realm and I'm like the only one and I'm screaming my heart out as I'm killing demons and shit. Um, which is also, you could also soundtrack, I guess, Elden Ring a little bit. I've been yeah. playing that. Oh, there you um, go. Like, who the so... who fucking isn't at the moment? <laughs> I'm, I'm so, not. I'm not. I've, I've always felt, I always feel self-conscious talking about Elden Ring because, um, you know, a, it's the popular game, and B, like, I feel like if I talk to people about it, they're like, well, yeah, that's how it is in all the other games, you know, <laughs> in all the other From Software games. So sure, I'm just yeah. Gonna, but I'm having a good time. There you go. Um, that's all that matters. You've got your, you yeah. got your great value, Isis, and you're having a good time. Okay, got my I'm having a good time. So, <laughs> but yeah, um... I like I again I like the Cold of the Luna album, but I, I I might be the only one so you mm, know mm, mm, yeah there you go right. is that is that February and all of the releases that are not the ones we picked right all right so we're gonna move for me on. not like it yeah so we'll move on to the show you've no doubt been waiting for what are the albums that we personally picked and we brought out. Uh, I feel like a misconception that might happen while we're doing this is people will think that, like, just because we pick these albums that they'll be, like, guaranteed 
like end of the year stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to maybe nix that. Like, don't go in thinking that. Like, this is just like how we feel in the moment because your your feelings on an album can change over the course of a year, right? So I just don't, yeah. I, I just don't want anybody yeah. coming in and like and like thinking that like, oh, we're like spoiling the end of the year list because we're telling you what our favorite album is right now. It's like, no, like a, an album has a shelf life and sometimes like it doesn't last beyond that month or whatever that it was really vibing. That's with right. You. But it's still fun to yeah. talk about. But yeah, like I was kind of thinking about that earlier and I'm thinking, I bet a lot of people are going to think that this show will end up spoiling that when it's really not the case because my favorite albums kind of just fluctuate all the time over the course of mm-hmm. the year. So... It's, it all depends are... on. I was gonna say it all depends on what did you eat that day. Exactly. You know what? What was your headspace? Did you sleep well? It, yeah. It's. It's. I think out of all of the arts, music is for me the most fluid. Yeah. Because I, I can love an album one day, and then the next day Just I can regret saying that I love that album. Don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. You yep. know how that goes. All right. Well. Who wants to get fe- who wants to get February started? That's how that's how British people say it. February. I'm sure that's how February. they say it. I've talked to I've talked mm. to British people in my life. I know how that works. There's not my a single, there's not a single my, British person that listens to this show. So I don't I can't <laughs> offend anybody by saying that all Brits are fucking stupid. Oh no. Watch Rainiac is gonna listen. Goddamn! Like the one. one time Rainiac decides to, oh, I'm gonna check out that there music or podcast I got right there. Sounds right <laughs> jolly. I'm gonna give it a little. What bloody hell? I'm fucking what? <laughs> oh, that's gonna. We're gonna clip that. <laughs> there you go. There's I was, the... <laughs> I was gonna uh, say my, my my dad is Scottish and lives in Edinburgh, and well, so okay. does uh, and so does my, my mom and. You know, cool. My stepdad's English. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. I, that's not awkward at all. We'll leave I that doubt, in. I, I, that's fine. No, no, no. I doubt. I doubt they will. Uh, they will. They say they. They'll say they'll check it out one day. But I've never heard them talk about. This will it, be so. the one episode they tune into. Like, oh, boy, well, what now? What that person say? What? Hey, what? I'm fucking what? <laughs> I've got not a good mind to pitch a loaf. Oh, I do. All right. Trust me, uh, having lived over, having lived over there, they make fun of Americans too. Oh so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I've got enough British friends to know that it goes both ways, y'all. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell I'll tell a story when we're done recording. All um, right. I don't remember who went first last time. I think I did. I so don't either. It's all right. Okay. Ph. Kick things Want off. Me to go? What do you got for the month of February? All right. For the month of February, the album that blew me away was the new Black Country New Road album, Ants from Up Here. Mm, okay. Okay. Like, Explain it, this one to me. Explain it because this is music I'm literally too stupid for. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully I can take a gentle hand and. Um, Give you a tour. And, All right, you know. give me the guided tour because this is like. We need to, and if we need to sit down and just talk things out, <laughs> and we can do that. I, I am, I'm here. I have open arms um, <laughs> to help explain uh, why I was smitten with this album. I look. I admire. I admire this album musicality from top to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say that at least it's, musically. Oh, you're, you're, musically, it is astonishing. Yeah. Oh, you're probably coming at from Isaac 
Wood, uh, his kind of interesting <laughs> delivery. All right, let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. Um, so this, speaking of British, uh, My Country New Road is a British band. They're from uh, Cambridgeshire, England, mm. and um, there are seven members. They're all like in their early twenties, and um. It was kind of funny. I sent a photo of this band to a friend, and I said, just look at them. They're babies. They are. They're babies. And they just released a 10. They, yeah, um, they, they released an album that is just critically a darling. Yes. And I think for really good reason. Um, so, uh, their sound. This, I'd say they draw a lot from Canadian indie rock from the from the bands of the 2000s like oh, yeah. uh stars broken social scene uh wolf parade, wolf parade and of course yeah. the, that was like my touchstone <laughs> yeah and a, and, and a really big one arcade fire yeah oh, yeah, um oh and let us not forget uh that we were talking about post rock post whatever mm -hmm. godspeed you black emperor godspeed you black is, emperor yeah is is, is 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 another one um you have uh, your, your lead singer, Isaac Wood, who kind of reminds me a lot of Connor Oberst. He's mm -hmm. got kind of this, that quivering vocal delivery yeah. that Bri Bright Eyes album would, but except, except it's British now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. it's a little more classy. Um, yeah. And, um, and if there's some elements of this album that remind you of the band Black Midi, that's because... Black Country New Road and Black Midi are like best friends. Yeah. They're they're like they might practically be neighbors for all I know. Yeah. Um Yeah, I liked the Black Midi album last year. That was really good. Yeah, that that was a good album. Yes. So Black Country New Road had their debut album last year. Mm -hmm. Uh when that album came out, it was also a critical darling. At the time, I respected the album but I didn't love it. I, I was like, oh, I like what you're doing here, but I'm having a hard time connecting on an emotional level. Right. Um, and I felt like there were other albums and acts from, from, from the UK that were, that were doing things, like, again, that Black Midi album. Black Midi album, um, yeah. Squid. Squid, um, yeah, Squid was another one that I really liked last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were they were, they they seemed more developed, but um, you know, Black Country was like, yeah, not not too bad. And then they come out with this album, like right after, like in February, like pr pretty much a year mm -hmm. right after. Um, and I have never experienced what I would say a level up in musicianship in your A game, and like we're going hard. Like in our in, from a rock band at like I don't I can't think it's of the it's last almost time that's a tale, it's almost a tale of two completely different bands with how astonishing this album's like its arrangements its song progressions its its structures the the playing mm -hmm. everything on this album is just such a wild wildly like improve wild improvement over the first mm -hmm. record it it is and it's like. You might get that in hip hop, like where you you know like they they release a good record and then like in hip hop like then the, like the next two are just amazing, right? It's mm -hmm. like they they feel developed and formed, but I just I don't see that 
on the rock side as much. Right. You know, usually there's a few years in between, or it's by album three, we've found our voice. We yeah. have developed who we are as a band. Uh, and I was, I was just, I was floored by that. I was like, whoa, where the, <laughs> y'all made a really good time of, you know, being isolated. Yeah. Um, you, you put your energies in the right place. Uh, all right. So, like, the first time I listened to this album, I I was enjoying it. I, I there were some hits. Um, I, I I I liked the experience of it. I liked how everything was flowing, and it it was good. It it, it was. A, I was like, yeah, this this is kind of a step above like what most like indie. What's going on in indie rock these days? Like, yeah, th- th- this is this is a cut above. This is good. I'm enjoying this. Um, and then, uh, and then basketball shoes. It's the final track yeah. of this album. Right, it 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 starts to play, and to me, I picture it like okay, the bases are loaded. We, the album's been good. Bases are loaded, and basketball shoes is starting to play. And this is a big track, y'all. This is like a twelve and a half minute track. It's it's practically like three songs in one, um, and it's going along. And I'm like, yeah, this is pretty dope. But then around the end of the second part, where things start getting a little more heavy with our guitar, and we're starting to go into this uh, third section of the song, that's when that feeling happens. And it's that feeling that I feel like we all chase. Uh, I, I, I don't know what, I don't know how, I don't know a word for it. I just call it the, the, that feeling that transports you to another like place that you're feeling absolutely um like at one with the art that you are experiencing yeah um and it's it's the lightning right it's the lightning that strikes you and gives you like that super special rush feeling and this and it happened to me where as the third part of the uh, of the final track plays um there's just this perfectly placed drum hit like that happens over like this appreggio little guitar and it was the hair on the back of my arms and neck started standing up and the chills started to take over and then the finale just plays and it's a fucking grand slam it is just like we are playing our hearts out we are we are having this just big cathartic whatever you want it goes hard it goes so hard and it is so satisfying to the rest of the album and it was that moment after i had done done listening to that song i was like i need to get this on vinyl right now (laughs) so i happened to be working at the time and i was working at another site and i had to travel to another one so i was like i I looked down on my phone i was like where's the nearest vinyl shop okay i'm gonna plan my route this way we're gonna dip in grab the vinyl and we're gonna go i mean it it had such a great effect on me and i think a a key to really loving this album because i felt like that moment really elevated the rest of uh of the songs And then you do some research, and it seems like Basketball Shoes, like that song, the rest of, rest of the album was written around that song. Like yeah. it all stemmed from that moment. So they were all planning to really kind of get to that big moment. Um, and I, don't know, I think another 
interesting thing about that song is like it it was um and like the lyrics anyway were inspired by a a wet dream uh involving uh charlie xcx so (laughs) so must that must have been a very powerful dream to inspire such a 12 minute song (laughs) such a powerful song um and um i don't know it's just it was just really, really nice to have that feeling again of like, I'm going to go to the vinyl store and I'm going to buy this album. And that's something I haven't done in a long time, you know, um, where I, I felt that need, that excitement to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so some more notes about this album. It, I've, I mentioned it features like seven members, but what's interesting to note is that the lead singer uh, and lyricist, uh, Isaac Wood, uh, he left the band just days before this album release. So, you know, if you didn't know that and you were listening to this album, you would think it was like, like a breakup album. Um, and like, you know, there's a component of these songs about like a relationship gone wrong. Um, but I feel like when you know that Isaac has left the band after this album, it kind of gives this different sort of meaning to it Mm -hmm. where yeah it's 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 definitely there's songs about relationships here at the same time i feel like i am like experiencing someone telling me about this moment in their life and they're showing me a photo album and this is like pictures of their friends and this is them like this album is basically them saying goodbye to these people that you know they that they care about um It's also an album of the time where we're living in kind of like seclusion, you know, or like isolation. You like there's there's this feeling of this uh, where Isaac is is coming from, where he feels very disconnected because of how everything is is, is, was happening right now. And I was like, I I mean, God, I feel like we could all relate to that, you know, like we just. and and it's what's really, I think, compelling though is like while he sings these lyrics like that, the band is just so unified and it's just playing their hearts out. And uh, you know, we talked about the arrangements and just how well it all sounds, and it it it, it creates a really interesting contrast. Um, but then like there's the song called Snow Globes, where you that's the break, right? That's, that is the breakup. That is the sound of things falling apart. Um, and you know, it's a, it's a longer song. It's kind of, there's like one main guitar riff, but as the song continues, there is this drum part in it that I, I'm very impressed with. Polly, you're the percussionist. You could, I don't know if you give a damn about it, but I I, I thought it was playing on this album is really good. It's really stellar. Um, okay. just really oh, cool. stellar okay. dynamic drumming. Like it's really good. Yeah. And, 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 and there's just like, just when I listen to that drum part, mm-hmm. it actually reminded me, y- y'all have to be familiar with, uh, the live, there's a live version of guillotine by death grips. Yeah. Um, that kind of starts out uh, before they go into guillotine. Zach Hill's just, just going, going off on crazy the crazy dr- on the drums. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
this is, I know a stretch. I don't know if this is an influence at all. It just reminded me of that. Yeah, I can, and, I can maybe see that being an influence if that's mm-hmm. something that they saw. Yeah. 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 And it's also like a song called Guillotine. This is, Snow Gloves about things just breaking apart. Yep. It just, it, you know, it's it like, it kind of fits. I, I see it. Yeah. yeah it's, I, I know that's me bringing that into it, but yeah, it just, it, it may be reading it, a little too much, maybe projecting, yeah. but I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it comes up, you know? Um, so I think, uh, it's easy to classify this album as one of those kind of like sad boy albums. Oh God. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, like sad boy for like the, the college type. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but what I think, is is r- remarkable about it though is to me it's a it's a it's a sad boy album but it's not to me it's not like wallowing or indulging in in its depression in the way like maybe like a cure album may like early cure records mm-hmm. you know where they're just like they're going all in with it but mm-hmm. this 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 seems to have a little bit more of an insight about his situation where he's he's looking at it and he's like yeah i am not in a good place right now and i i am feeling cut off and i'm um you know this relationships aren't working my place in this band is not quite working but you know i gotta step back and i'm gonna be okay and so it i think there's just this really really nice bittersweetness mm-hmm. to to the album where while it's sad it can there's also something sort of triumphant yeah, it's, it's quite the denouement yeah, yeah um i uh we i mean again we could talk about how just awesome this thing sounds i i i i, I feel fortunate there's uh there's this uh youtuber out there called like professor sky who does like music reviews and uh i watched his video on this one and uh, basically, he, he was lucky. He got to uh, interview the band and the producer. And uh, the big takeaway they got from that that kind of blew me away about this album was that, like, all these tracks were, like, five to seven takes. Yeah. Um, they were recorded live. I mean, um, that I much is like obvious. Cool. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it seemed like the producer had a particular, like, it was a particular stickler for, like, mic placement i don't know that all sounds really cool i know what that's like (laughs) (laughs) um and you have uh as we've mentioned just a gorgeous gorgeous sounding album um and um uh the other interesting part about the recording of it is like the producers also decided to do the takes where that conveyed the best emotion of a song rather than oh we're playing our instruments perfectly like he like he he preferred that kind of take um you know i i think just overall this is just um this is why this works so well for me is that i i I, this isn't i look at this album as something like this is you set out to do something and you did it and it was fully realized um, and, and that it is, uh, emotional and heavy and, and cathartic and, and, and it gives something that I feel like indie rock or indie rock slash chamber pop rock or whatever, like gives, gives that genre life again, makes it exciting again that I, you know, that I haven't heard in a long time. 
and um you know maybe maybe there's some things i could nitpick about it sometimes i don't quite feel the song uh bread song or place that he inserted the blade as much as the others um and and then i have to like well if this album was released back in the 2000s does in the 2000s does this really stand out as much um but still i think at the end of the day like the payoff this the, that you get with this album is so satisfying um and that it kind of just washes away all the other all the little nitpicks I'm, i might have from it because it's just it's such a this is what i love uh from an album this is an experience um would you like to say anything else it's like the fi- um, this is the final boss of indie rock <laughs> it really is but again like yeah, I, um, I i admire everything about this record i just think i'm too dumb to appreciate it or something i just i, I no. just i i don't know it's it wasn't for me unfortunately mm-hmm. I, I, I mean so I, yeah, I get that you rattled you rattled off a whole bunch of canadian indie bands who i'm familiar with and that mm-hmm. i don't listen to yeah <laughs> i mean like, yeah if, if, if I've listened to more than one Arcade Fire song in my life, I'd be surprised. So I was listening to this thinking it's thinking of like Nick Cave yeah. or yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Tom mm-hmm. Waits or television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basketball yeah. shoes kind of reminds me of Marky Moon. <laughs> totally. Totally. But I could see but it. Yeah, this is this is a how do I put this? Um I think I might like this album better three months from now. Right. As it stands, I've given it uh, several spins, and I don't actually know what my opinion on this album is. But that happens to me a lot. Sometimes albums need to grow on me, and I just haven't really had enough time to live in this one. Look, you were talking to the people. You were bringing an album that is sophisticated to people who have done a Marilyn Manson podcast, and one of us ha- <laughs> and one of us had a Rob Zombie record for a very high on the album of the year list. So you know what you're getting into. <laughs> I, 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 I was talking to one friend, and I said. Um... I was trying to describe. I was like, this is kind of probably not a good comparison, but it, like I know it was an influence on the band. I was like, it's kind of Arcade Fire in a way. And shot back. It's like, yeah, if you know, if Arcade Fire was like a lot smarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think of uh, or you know, if they were a little more upbeat, maybe like World Inferno. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, no, it's 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 astonishingly musical and it's very well constructed and all that. I'm just at a I'm just at a point where I'm like, this is a, this is an album that maybe if we were talking about it on the album of the year cast, I would have a more uh, sort Granular of expansive opinion. opinion on it. Yeah, I understand. Yep. But as it stands, it's just like, yeah, uh, you know, I gave each of these albums, I think. Uh, two spins in the car and two spins on headphones a piece. Mm-hmm. And this is the one I'm just like, yeah, I, I feel like I need to listen to this for another month to form a coherent <laughs> opinion on this one. <laughs> I don't, I, can see, I don't I can hate see it. That. I did not dislike it. Uh, I did feel the length of it a little bit, but I just think that's because this one, this edition skewed a little bit longer than our last edition did. Yeah. Yeah, and it you know, as one thing I actually appreciate about the album is that these 
the it's got long tracks. Like the 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 tracks definitely build the atmosphere, you know, and to, to get to kind of like a big sounding cathartic end to a lot of it. Um, and I I I kind of see that as being more rare, um, uh, you know, when it comes to big releases these days. Yeah, um, yeah, that's because yeah, that's because Spotify has given us a situation where it's literally against your best interest to make a yeah. song that's longer than thirty one seconds. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, I think it's cool to me that um, for this genre, they're like, no, we're going to we're gonna let these fucking songs breathe, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right, let me wrap this up. Yeah, I'd like to play the finale track, but kind of like <laughs> Madison uh, last year from Album of the Year, where I wanted to also play the finale for that, I feel like it would rob, if there's anyone out there who would like to listen to this album, it would rob the moment of experiencing basketball shoes. Um, so um, I think another good track that kind of gives you a good a good sample of what this album is about is Concord, where you, you really get that, that bittersweetness um, and you get that kind of reflectiveness and um, big kind of big cathartic moment at the end. And it just, I don't know, it it makes me feel cozy. It's a cozy song. Um, So yeah, here we go. Concord. Get your blankets out. Get cozy.
cozy um, we're all cozy, cozy. As i'm gonna be all I'm right filled well, in with our cup of tea cozy and we eyes need... closy well well it's time to wake up then huh who's, who's gonna, gonna wake, wake us, us up, up? whoa <laughs> who's gonna happen? wake us up <laughs> polly Yo, wake us up i'll wake us up wake us up i'll wake us up i, I think i think my i think i think my my choice for february uh, can wake us up. My my February was basically. Um, I think it was settled after the first time I listened to it. Um, my 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 February pick is a self titled from Zeal and Ardor. Yeah, yeah. So the, the Zeal and Ardor they've been on my radar for a while, and like I caught their previous couple albums like 
long after the fact, which would be like, uh, Devil is Fine and Stranger Fruit. Um, and this is just one of those projects where, like, if I, like, discovered them sooner, you would have probably heard them on the album in the year list, most likely. <laughs> but, like, but since I only yeah. heard about them, like, a year or two ago, like, yeah, they'd kind of just always missed it uh, because I only, you know, had recently. But, that, but hey, there are new ones here, uh, and we're going to talk about it. So Zeon Ardor is... I guess what can best be described is like a melding of like blues and gospel hymns meets black metal. I guess. Yeah. Is yeah. I, I think would... I have a can I have a canned analogy for this. It's like if Bobby Womack sang for a null math rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's literally. <laughs> <laughs> because you know they they've got you know sort of the soulful clean singing but all of the all of the heavier stuff has that really syncopated industrial drop tuned feeling of like an Anel Nathrak album yeah. which is featured on my album of the year mm. in past years yeah yeah I, that, that basically literally how I would uh, I would describe like what you're getting into that sounds interesting at all just from the description um and like with as weird as things can be with this like soulful it is especially like with this album i think leans a lot more into the bluesy gospel side whereas their previous couple records have been a bit more rambunctious and rowdy i think mm-hmm. um this this album in particular kind of leans a little more into that bluesy gospel uh influence um it's it's definitely the most accessible yeah um, absolutely yeah this, the, uh, this, would, it, this would be the album you like if someone were to be like, hey, what's the Leonardo about? You give them this album. Yeah, like, like this I, is the entry point because this will prepare you for actually the stuff that came before, which is a little more, <laughs> uh, it's a little, like I said, a little more rambunctious and a little louder, a little, little more all over the place. Um, and I, I love the lyrical theme that sort of runs through basically all of their work, which is basically like, what if the slaves had prayed to Satan and sang spirituals praising <laughs> him instead? <laughs> That's Which is a... totally uh... <laughs> yeah. Which is totally a what? <laughs> it's totally my shit. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. It it it's it's such a fascinating concept, and you know, coming from uh, a person of color, which uh, lead singer is, you know, like it's really kind of pulling something there that obviously means a, a lot to him, and like creating this cool uh, alternate history in a in a way. Um, but yeah, like the album's real soulful. Um, um, uh, uh, Manuel uh, Gagnu's vocals, especially. I think you could, uh, you could maybe even say he may be uh, doing a little bit of yowling on this uh, album at times. Oh yeah, yeah, he's oh, doing yeah. so. He's doing some yowling. Um, he, he done, he's got some of that good yowling, screaming. Yeah, impressive yeah. vocal vocal performance here. Yeah, this this I, dude's got a vocal range that's really impressive. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, like and, and and like you get these like bluesy soulful moments, and then songs just erupt into utter black metal chaos, and it's just like <laughs> I think if you like if you like the overall feel of like groove metal or or like the song structures and ide- song structures and like ideas of latter day faith no more from like album of the year and uh um uh, soul invictus like this would be like th- this this album probably has a good chance at grabbing you seeing as it's kind of i think it's weird in all of the same ways 
um, that Latter-day Faith No More uh, tended to be. Um, I also feel this is like probably an easy recommend to folks that are like still into new metal mm-hmm. uh, in a way. Like this <laughs> album, that, yeah. this album's got a very new metal feel to it. Where, like I said, you've got those clean vocal uh, verses, and then we just blow up on the on the choruses, and it's just it's always very exciting um, uh, for me. Like, and I think that the album, just the way that it's structured from start to finish, it just kind of like rides a really good groove all the way through i don't think you ever get too much of one thing uh as you go through it it starts at a good point and it ends at a, it ends at exactly the point that i feel like would be a good point to end an album on and it's just like yeah this one really just again immediately it was like oh yeah i really like this is my album i this is the album to beat and it came out like super early in the month so <laughs> it had a lot of competition but like not not much not much really came close to to toppling it really like, it's just a really really solid piece of work for me what about you taylor where are you at on zeal and harder oh i i kind of love this album yeah! Woo! i like i like this album better than the one i picked <laughs> oh no which is not which is not to insult the album I'm about to talk about, but uh, this is I think this is the one that resonated with me a lot more. I think it helps. It just it's like it's like a full picture. I think where mm. where, where where the album that you chose may be a little more episodic and deconstructed in nature. I guess um, mm. or this kind of feels like a project that plays seamlessly front to back and doesn't really feel like there's any hitches along the way. Yeah, it's just it's. I'm going to compare them to clipping. Yeah. In the sense that they're taking uh, yeah. old ideas and putting them in a new uh, light. Yeah, it's recontextualizing things that you, sounds that you're familiar with and then putting them together in, in really cool, new, and exciting ways. And as somebody who listens to a lot of black metal. <laughs> Yeah, like I figured that, like, uh, if, if anybody, if they were going to pass the sniff test for being a black metal band, they would have to get past you. And the fact that you like this tells me, okay, they did something right. Oh, no, definitely. Uh, both, both stylistically and moralistically, because this is like the ultimate fuck you to all the fascist Nazi Hell shitheads in this yeah. fucking genre of music. Feels yeah. real good, especially in this genre of music. Like, it's, that's why I, another reason that it feels so potent. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a powerful it's a powerful statement and it's also pretty damn good music too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know, I don't know, for I I talk about black metal a lot, I'm sure, but for those of you who haven't been uh uh lurking in the Discord, I have a a very specific uh criteria for whether or not I'm going to listen to your entire black metal album. Are you a Nazi? (laughs) Are you a Nazi is the first one, unfortunately. (laughs) Because it's it's a very it's a very important criteria to have to clear. Yeah. Uh the second one is do you just fucking sound like Dark Throne again? Yeah. Yeah. Because Jesus Christ it's like Dark Throne specifically <laughs> ha- has guided the course of fucking black metal bands throughout history. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, not even Dark Throne makes music that sounds like that anymore. Yeah. Let's move on. 
I can still fucking go listen to a blaze in the northern sky if I wanted to. <laughs> but so yeah, no, it, it clears the criteria. Not Nazis. Doesn't sound like fucking Dark Throne. Cool. What about you, PH? Or, 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 oh, Taylor. Parting thoughts. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. I'm a simple woman. <laughs> yeah, it's not a lie. You don't. You don't like. Those are not high standards to meet. And I, and and like so many people think that that would be, and that's disturbing. PH Zeal and yeah. Arter. Zeal and Arter. How did I feel about their new one? So I. Uh, I love Zeal and Ardor, mm-hmm. uh, and and I love what they are doing, and I and I think they are definitely carving out a pretty special voice in metal. Um, of the two of you, I'm definitely not like the metalhead, uh, mm-hmm. but I do like metal, and uh, I, I can recognize what's going on. It's like this is really cool. No one else is doing this. I'm I'm here for it. I got into this band through Stranger Fruit. Yeah, um, yeah. But like I that that was my gateway where, where I got. And I was like, wow, this is this is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 then listen to the previous uh, Devil is Fine. Yeah. Um, which man, I love that opening track by Ooh. the way. Devil is fine. It's so good. Yeah. So y'all y'all please everyone please listen to Zeal and Arter. Um. That being said, I feel like uh, hopefully I won't get too cut up here. I there's some things about this one, this new one that I I can't really adjust to. Mm-hmm. Um, and my little thing with it is like I have a very difficult time getting settled in with this album in its first half. Like oh, yeah? its first, yeah, yeah, like the first four tracks. I don't know what it is. They all sort of feel like openers to me from different places. I can uh, see that, yeah. And there's and there's something with the track sequencing that that kind of throws my flow off. Mm-hmm. So I like I like songs like Run and I like uh Death Death to the, the Holy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I like them, but I actually ended up making my own playlist of this album. Oh yeah. And I'm like I I I think I like Death of the Holy first and then run. And then run. Um, um I also I I like the song Immersion. Mm-hmm. I don't think it belongs on this album at all. Like to me it's it's a good song but it's it feels this feels like a B-side to me. Like if if y'all can remember uh remember back in the day singles Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Single- I've got, I have and then, and then, plenty of singles with B sides on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. feels like that. That track to me feels like uh, it would be a B side because it doesn't. It, you know, it it use it has this interesting sort of uh, electronic thing happening at the beginning, uh, and then it goes full on like we're going zero to a hundred. You know, just this big buildup. It feels like um, a concept. Like it is the weakest track on the album, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. And it feels more like a concept than it does yeah. a fully fleshed out song. Yeah, it's it's not the weakest for me. I do I do like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it doesn't to me. It just doesn't fit with the rest of the the tone, mm-hmm. like the sound of sound of the album. And like I just I, I just feel like it'd be better. Off. It, and. Uh, I don't know, it also gives me like a deaf heaven sort of feeling the way oh, it kind of yeah yeah I can kinda, do that. the way it kind of goes, um, but there is one song on this album I don't like. Uh oh, because <laughs> it's just I don't mind you being like heavy handed and I don't mind you being on the nose, but mm-hmm. sometimes if you're squishing me with it and I'm like. <laughs> 
I like I the I sound bow. Really I don't like bow. It's yeah, bow. I was going to say. It was probably bow. I don't like this one. <laughs> um, but I like church a, burning music, so, you but, know. But the thing is, I feel like what bow's doing, like, there's better better ways that what bow does. Like, they do that better with other sure. tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And when I hear the... Oh, 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 like um, the background vocals. <laughs> it takes me like I feel like I'm experiencing a TNT commercial, yeah. like for like you, a like, 24 hour Charles Bronson movie marathon. When did I, when did I step into a Muse album? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what, what's funny is, you know, prepare for the death of a billion and all that other stuff. And I'm just like, oh, hey. Cradle of Filth wrote that song last year. It's called <laughs> Suffer Our Dominion. Suffer it was Our Dominion, yeah. album of the year. <laughs> so the album is it's a it's got a rocky first half for me, mm -hmm. but I do think that second half when it starts kicking off with I think Feed the Feed Machine. Feed the Machine and I Caught oh, You Church burns. Yeah, it just yeah, it just it and the church burns. Like oh, you, God, just, that gets, you want to sing along to it. That gets yeah. stuck in my head more than any fucking mm -hmm. song on this record. Yeah. I mean, there are tracks on this album that I would be like this is this is stunning, 10 out of 10. Like also like Erase, I like I Caught You. Uh was it God I'm gonna mispronounce it. It's the the German one. Gotterdammerung. Thank you, thank you so much. I love it. I love that track. I would just um, be sitting around and like I would just set a house on fire. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, there it goes again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. It's it's cool to have uh, you know a a like a a, a black metal record. Yeah. Uh, that has like these big courses you can like sing along to mm -hmm. as well um i uh i i do like this album i do think the the finale that last kind of two tracks sort of gas out a little bit for me mm. um but overall i do i do really like this album it's just i feel like i want them to have another crack at it i feel like hold they're your, still developing something here hold so. your head low to me feels like the climax for the record and then mm -hmm. jmb and ahil feel more like closing credits credits yeah, yeah the credits going up yeah yeah it's just they feel there's something so the space that they occupy yeah it just it's 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 a little off you um but i yeah i get that credits feeling i can totally see that so um love this album anyone else who listens to this one i highly highly recommend uh stranger fruit because that, yeah, that yeah maybe i'm just more attached to that one but i, feel I like, totally get it yeah, I, I think that yeah. like i think in time like that will probably be basically how it shakes out for me it's like i still think stranger fruit mm -hmm. and and devil is fine are both better albums but like this really hit me the way that i wanted yeah. to be hit at the time so yeah hence and it's, why it's the here. hooks this has got the hooks oh god I mean, this it's is, so it's, hooky it it's so good. I mean, it really is. Yeah. A, it really is a good album. Um, I get self-conscious about my nitpicks sometimes. I'm like, oh no, let it go. Look, I told you I was too dumb for your music, so don't worry. It's fine. We can go out here. You can bring knives out here, baby. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It, it is guaranteed before the end of the year. Somebody's... I'm gonna make y'all listen to an album that you're gonna hate. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because keep in mind, I listen to shit like Mersbau yeah. for fun. Look, man, so, Bri Byron I'm not going to do that us, to you, but Byron brought us PC music in the past, and I wanted to shoot myself that entire episode, okay? But you know, yeah. you know what's I interesting about that record, though? 
piece that PC. You know what's interesting about that record though, and I, I can I, don't I know. didn't die listening to it. The the genre that it birthed. No, I know. Much better I get it. I understand like, its significance. That, yeah. I get that. Like. Like that's what, because I remember I listened to that episode. I remember that, it, like, and I get it. Like that album, like it's it's much and it's obnoxious and grating at yeah, times. But, yeah, Like it's it's funny how, in retrospect, I'm like, well, I wouldn't put it on, but I see what it did. That kind of birthed this hyper pop thing. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Th- this this thing that I also have never heard of and probably wouldn't like. <laughs> There's some good hyper pop stuff out there. Yeah, that's one of them. Anyway, uh, I chose the song Erase because I think this is a song that kind of best encapsulates uh, everything that's on this album. Like, if you know what you're like, this is the album. This is a song that tells you what's the like, this is the back of the box quote. <laughs> this is telling you what's on the, the, the telling you what's on the tin right here. This is what you're getting. Uh, here's Erase.
I do believe it is your duty to close us out for this wonderful month of February. What are we doing it with? All right, we're doing this with Pike versus the Automaton. Hey, there's a fun record. Yes, so Pike versus the Automaton is the first solo record from Mr. Matt Pike, who you may know from the bands Sleep and High on Fire. Mm -hmm. And if you're familiar with those two, imagine if there was a middle ground between them. And that's kind of what this album is. Yep. I just want to say I love Matt Pike. I love that man. He's great. Yes, Pike. Yeah, Matt Pike's a pretty cool dude. Uh, so yeah, this is a. It sort of lives in this little zone where it's not quite as slow and droney and stoned out as sleep can be a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But it's also not quite as thrashy and driving as High on Fire. At yeah. least not all of the time. Yeah. Uh I would I would say that this album probably has more variety than you're going to find on either a High on Fire album or a Sleep album. Yeah, it, like it, it's a real good marriage. Like in a lot of ways like it feels like almost like a Motorhead record. That's I mean, how it hits me a know, lot of the time is it's just very Motorheady. To, to a certain extent, especially with his vocal styling, Matt Pike reminds me a lot of, of Lemmy. Lemmy yeah. yeah, I can definitely hear that. Yeah, both uh, both in the sense that he seems like a kind of cool dude uh, who's, you know, thankfully laid off the sauce a little more yeah. than, Lemmy did, than Lemmy did in his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> Although, ultimately, that's not what killed him, which is what I always thought was going to yeah, kill him. Yeah, yeah, cancer. Who would have thought? That, like, that would have been what got Lemmy after all, like, the, the millions and millions of gallons of booze that man had consumed. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's still sad. But, yeah, yeah so Pike versus the Automaton, it's... Uh, it's a bit of a long haul. It's 10 songs that last a little more than an hour. Some of the songs are pretty long. Most of them are around like the three to five minute mark. And there's lots of sort of Matt Pike's kind of signature guitar character to mm. it. Uh, you know, where he's kind of he's kind of ragged and all over the place, almost like a Greg Ginn from Black Flag would be. But it's all very composed, yeah. and it's all in service to a song, whereas Greg Ginn just masturbated a lot of the time. Yeah, like, this is, like, it's, like, I, I think you would hear people even call, like, the guitar tone on this album just sloppy and kind of ugly, but it's just, like, and, and it definitely kind of, like, takes away that precision of hitting the notes that you know that he's actually doing behind all of this, Um it, it's very, it's very, like, it's gooey. Like, I put this on yeah. in headphones and the guitars just melt over my ears and it feels really I love good. It. I, I love, love, love the guitar tone on this album. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's a real breath of fresh air because fucking heavy metal guitar is too pretty. Oh, today. God. Yeah, everything's mm-hmm. shined so... up and just, yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. There's not really much guitar tone these days yeah it's just like ugh. i i like i get it we all like periphery and everything yeah, but periphery, periphery is the dark throne of fucking prog metal yeah yes i like periphery 
I don't want 10,000 fucking bands no, that sound exactly that just, like Periphery. Yeah, like, Periphery is just notoriously, like, they studio magic the shit out of their albums, and they they don't sound like human beings playing those songs. Um, yeah, no. You know, but you go into something like this, and it's just very fucking natural, very organic. Those guitars are just, yeah, you let those wash over your ears, and it feels real good. Just good layers, good layers. Yeah, it's like, and I know it. it's the irony of everything is that in most heavy metal these days, guitars aren't allowed to have low end anymore, no. which is baffling to me because you can't fucking hear the bass hear in the metal bass anymore. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I spin something like, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of death. Yeah. And from Mr. Chuck Schuldiner, you mm-hmm. know what you always heard in death? The fucking, the fucking bass, bass guitar and the low end. It's all that. Even in the Zealed and Ardor album, when you listen to Run, uh, that's that song actually sounds really anemic. Like there's no bo- there's no bottom to that song at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's a big problem in heavy metal for me these days, and that's one of the reasons why I love you know Matt Pike especially. It's just because he has sort of like an old school almost acdc approach oh, yeah. where it's just uh hey you know what makes guitars sound better when it's louder when it's louder when it's more distorted <laughs> when it's sloppier yeah yeah when it when it doesn't when it doesn't sound like a fucking vst when you know when not every note's hidden on a fucking grid yeah, yeah like let it go man like the, everything about this album is just nice and loosey-goosey it just yeah. feels real good yeah, so it's you know, it's not he's not reinventing the wheel or anything. No, not but that's at all. not what no. you come, that's not what you come here for. But like I said, this is a good this is a good example of, you know, sort of Matt Pike's particular character, but it's also I feel like he felt the freedom perhaps uh to have more variety. Yeah. Because it's not the you know, like a sleep album, even the one, even the ones that aren't literally just one song for 63 minutes, <laughs> all kind of sound like the same song for yeah. 63 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and High on Fire, to a certain extent, is kind of the same where the tempo might change, but the tonality never does. Yeah. Like this mm-hmm. really does a good job of like letting him get out of being pigeonholed into both of those sounds, but also utilizing those sounds in new ways and that, that, that are enticing. I felt like um, this album was very, I'm letting loose yeah. in the studio. And I, because at this point, High on Fire is like, it's almost a brand, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. you like there's, there's things you expect. Like when you listen to a High on Fire album these days, like there's certain, there's, there's a production value to it. There's a sheen to it. You know, there's a, it's, uh, it's kind of weird to talk to it like it's a product, but there, there is a signature about high on fire that I feel like you would have to pay attention to, um, when, when you're creating and, um, same would you could say the same thing about sleep. There's something you expect there. And this seems to be like Matt Pike's like, I'm just going to do what I want. Um, and have fun and not really worry about the labels or the band names or what that band should be doing. Um, and I, I like that cause there's such a, a looseness here, yeah. um, and a playfulness. Um, like I, 
I think my favorite track is probably Acid Test Zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, where it's, it's just like, and then how it, how it ends at the end with like a <laughs> car crash. You know, um, it's, it's, it's like they're having they're having fun and letting the hair down in a way that I, I think is just charismatic. This about is the an album. album where there are multiple fade outs. And I oh, was yeah, and sure. I was having enough fun that it didn't bother me. I was just yeah, like, no, it I'm here for it. Like, yeah. it's, it's just it's, fun. It's, yeah, I think the difference is, is that they're like they're like half fade outs. Yeah, because like the songs actually like kind of old. end during the fade out, or they fade out mm-hmm. e- enough instrumentation where they can like get away with cutting the track there. Uh, it's not like. Mm-hmm where we're repeating a chorus over and over and then we're fading out because we didn't know how to end the song. It's just these kind of yeah. like these songs kind of end and then we're just fading them out for an artistic reason or so. Yeah. Yeah. It just or seems like, to go the, the nature of it being kind of, I don't know, like to me, this album was like, Hey everybody, let's all take a mud bath and it's just going to be sloppy and things are just going to keep running and running and running. And uh, that works for a fade out in this case, because I feel like it just keeps going, you know, <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, all, but also a lot of the times, you know, the fade outs are most of the instruments drop out, but there's still one left that kind of ends. Yeah. 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 So it uh, almost, it almost feels like it has an artistic point yeah. as opposed to just, what do we do? Not wanting to write an ending. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? Fade it out. It's be for dramatic effect. Um, uh, this this album was an immediate win for me. I had no idea this thing was coming out. Polly, you posted this in the Discord. I didn't even know it was Matt Pike. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I like the cover. I like the band name. Never crossed my mind it was Matt motherfucking Pike. And well, you, you would know this, pretty quick because it's yeah, not like yes. anybody else saying like them. Exactly. As soon as it started, I was like, oh, this, shit. Is like this, is, this is very high on fire, kind of. Uh, what's going on? And then, yeah. Oh, it's fucking Matt. It is Matt Pike. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> it, absolute. Uh, this, this album for me is what I would say is uh, comfort food. Like, oh, just yeah. immediate. Yeah. Love it. It's great. Um, and... Yeah, if if there's any little thing, it's like sometimes I'm suspicious of albums like that where I like I just I'm right in it and it's and it's kind of easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, honestly, I just I just have so much fun with it, and it, it's it's this is this is the kind of metal space that I like. Like yeah. this is this is like this this kind of space. I really love this space. So yeah, big win for me. Same here. Just a great. Yeah. Great top to bottom album. Like I've listened to this numerous times since it came out. Just like yeah, like I, I knew we were in we were in good hands when I like we were halfway through the album. I've got a big smile on my face and we kick into Alien Slut Mum. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So I actually over the course of this, I've changed my mind about the song we're using here. <laughs> I was gonna go with Throat Cobra because I think the title is funny. A great title. Yeah. But instead, we're going to go with Land, the mm. one with all of the acoustic guitars. Yeah, there we go. We'll which, take you a which is something you've, il- That's a something really you've interesting literally song. never heard from a Matt Pike song yeah. ever. Yeah, it's like a very sludgy but cr- country western blues yeah. song. Sludgy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, 
it's cool. I, I, I remember it came on. I was just like, I, I love this. It's really this. good. For me, it was yeah. the opener. Like, the, like Abusive is... That's good, God, too. It just, yeah. it hits so good at the start. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, we're in for a good time, aren't we? Yes, we are in for a good time. But we're going to end on a more somber note with Land. Lucky baptized Smoking wood as she smoked Your mama said and your thoughts died A pretty town does
That's definitely that's that's a February. That's that's a lot of good music that definitely keep you sated. Uh, March looking real stacked, looking like we're gonna have a lot of things to consider. It I'm looks sweating like it's, March. It looks like it's gonna be down to the wire for some things coming in March. Like I I would not be surprised if like there are some end of the month surprises. Um, yeah in store um, i can think of one for myself already that i'm already just like well i oh boy oh boy there, there are two key march releases i still need to listen to because my life has exploded and yeah. i haven't gotten around to them <laughs> well we won't be recording they, that episode until probably sometime in april so you got time by by which by which point the new Mashuka album will have already oh. come out Oh yeah, I'm like that's been on my that's been on my radar for a good while. I'm very eager. 
Um, oh, yes. But yeah, March has got, there's a lot of stuff to catch up on in March. And uh, I guess that'll be when we next reconvene. So, Taylor, let the internet folks at home know where they can find you. SoundCloud.com slash Western Desolation. Maybe one of these days I'll release new music. <laughs> And I assume Psychic Heist can still be found on ye old Discord. The Discord is where I be. Right. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead where I get up to basically everything is that I do. So until we catch you next time, do yourself a big fat favor and listen to more Dead Grips. Yeah.